The Car Tech Garage, opening the hood for all things automotive. I'm Wesley Adams. And I'm Max Gundrum, and we are the Car Tech Guys. History, racing, repair, and all the parts in between. Hit us up on social media at the Car Tech Garage. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Car Tech Garage. Max and I are here. Uh, we're going to be talking about cars today. Yeah, some, I think so. Is that what this podcast is about? Cars? We should change it up. Uh, no, we're not changing it up. We love yeah. cars. I don't know anything about anything anyways. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about diagnostics and testing. Um, so it's, you know, an important thing I know Wesley hears in the shop as well, but you know, everybody kind of questions diagnostics and, and for people who haven't been, you know, used to that kind of shop or, mm-hmm. or someone that wants to get you the right answer the first time, it is a little bit confusing and, and going into it. So I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, what diagnostics are or testing, you know, what we go through our processes and then also what it takes to be able to be a, you know, successful diagnostician mm-hmm. as well as, you know, like provide that service, um, as a shop. Um, so everybody's time is worth something, whether you're salary commission based or even hourly, you know, your, your time is valued yeah, in you whatever work you for do. Free. Yeah. If you're selling cars, <laughs> you know, that's the same deal. You want to make a sale or if, you know, insurance agent or dentist or, or whatever you are, your time yeah. is extremely valuable. Um, and it's also how you make a living. So the same goes for mechanics. Um, you know, they, they spend a vast amount of money on tools and training, um, in order to diagnose vehicles properly and, mm-hmm. and, you know, fix it the first time anybody can really go in and, and just start throwing parts at it or, or see there's a code in there and say, oh yeah, it's probably this part's failed. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference of actually going in and figuring out exactly what the problem is and having a hundred percent confirmation that that is the actual issue at hand. Yeah. Like actually verifying that if I replace this part, it will fix your issue. And we know that through our testing procedures, Yeah, we don't guess with your money. We like, never do. Like I have one of my favorite tools. I always joke about that. I got, I got one time, um, was for a basically a diagnostic eight ball so it's like the size of a socket yep. and you can shake it and it's like that might be the problem or yeah that's definitely it and i always joke around um with the guys there i'm like yeah i think it's this let's see what the magic I always love says the, you know oh my car's doing this and that i'm pretty sure it just needs a sensor <laughs> <laughs> and it's like well you might be right <laughs> it's just a sensor the battery lights on it just needs a sensor like no your alternator's failing buddy there like, might be 72 other problems that it could be but anyways <laughs> that's all right so yeah more or less a mechanic doesn't just you know throw a dart at a board and go yeah yeah, that's it. That's the part, you know, they really have to dig into it. Um, so vehicles are getting much more complicated to work on. You know, it, it's almost like the manufacturers want to kind of weed out the DIY guys and, and even like the independent shops, it, it's starting to get hard as well. There's just a lot of overhead mm-hmm. costs. Um, not only that with, you know, just overhead costs, but a lot of proprietary parts and information. Um, you know, I mean, for instance, Volvo, you can't even work on a Volvo if it needs, um, you know, we can, put brakes on them and change filters and do oil changes and flushes and all that type of stuff. But if it needs a software update, uh, I have to send it back to Volvo. Now, other vehicles, obviously, as you know, Max will talk about, we spend, I mean, tens of thousands of dollars at least, um, you know, every year just to keep the ability to diagnose these vehicles and communicate with them electronically. So we have different, you know, original manufacturers' computers 
to communicate with every single car on the lot. I mean, and they charge subscription fees. You have to buy the, the, the mm-hmm. tools in the first place. I mean, people don't realize and respect how much investment we have. I mean, collectively, you know, even in our shop alone, we have hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah, in tools. I'll go in hundreds and, and of thousands kind of, of dollars. Break it all down to um, to get to that point. But it basically, you know, in a synopsis of what Wesley is kind of describing, is it makes it nearly impossible if you're doing anything electrical or computer side to do it yourself at home without taking it to the dealership. I mean, it's it's almost like if you have an Apple iPhone, anything goes wrong with it, you can't really fix it yourself. You have to go to the Apple store. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it's frustrating for us, but we have to adapt and change every day. Um, so even just those resources and tools, you know, we have to have resources for OEM wiring, um, you know, OEM data that you get from mm-hmm. the manufacturer. And that, of course, you know, costs thousands of dollars a year in order yeah. to access that and have, you know, multiple subscriptions for all of our technicians and I know even in the office, you guys reference off of, you know, all data Mm -hmm. from time to time too. So it's a a really good tool, but it does come with, you know, a a dollar sign associated with it. (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, you have to pay for it. Um, So as Wesley was talking about, you know, the computer and diagnostic tools. um, So we're fortunate at Ulmer's that we pretty much have all of, you know, the main manufacturers and each manufacturer makes its own specific tool. Now, there's a lot of, you know, factors like you have Altel or we have Snap-on that can pretty much do... Communicate with a lot of vehicles. But 75%, I would say. Exactly, but it can't get down to the nitty-gritty and perform all of the vehicle functions on all those vehicles. Like for BMW, you need an ISTA tool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For, for GM, on older GMs, you need a Detect 2. Now, you know, obviously in later years, Snap-on can pretty much do anything a Tech 2 can do and anything like that because that's obviously older technology. But, you know, they're updating this stuff so quickly, we find ourselves every single year, there's a new tool to buy, there's new subscriptions to obtain, and there's more money that we need to spend just so we can keep working on these cars. Yeah, so to break it down just in just a general cost, not even specifically, but this is for a shop. So obviously, if, you know, your work, it's a smaller shop that's working, this is a lot more in perspective versus, you know, us, as I said, we're fortunate enough that we have, you know, I'll pretty decent size employees as far as technicians. So the cost effectiveness of it is, you know, a lot better for us. Um, but you have your GM tool, you have your Ford tool, you have your Chrysler tool, um, <laughs> you have your Audi Volkswagen. Um, anyway, there's, there's a, a lot Volvo of stuff tool. that we need to get. You and know? each one of those, you know, it needs its own specific laptop for them or platform, whatever, however that's designed. Some of them are computer-based, some of them are their own standalone tool. But even if each of those are, you know, anywhere from... I don't know, three to $10,000 just for the tool itself. And then you're also paying subscription fees, which are upwards of $1,000 a year. And then when you couple all of that with the fact that my technician who has 20 years of experience, who's been to school every single year for at least three to four weeks, just to update himself and learn, um, you know, when you count me paying him, which of course he deserves a very good wage, he's Mm -hmm. a professional, you know, they, they, these guys know what they're doing and they're very, very good at it. You know, I mean, it's really some of our technicians truly are some of the smartest guys I've ever met. Yeah, I know. Like and one of them, he, he, when he gets any kind of diagnostic or testing, he's almost upset when it's something simple. He yeah. like gets excited. All right, we're going to dig into this today. He and loves you it. You can see it, the look on his face and he comes back. Oh, it just is an ignition coil. Like he lives for that stuff. <laughs> he does. And he's got all sorts of cool testing equipment that goes with it. And you should see some of the side projects that he does. Oh, I mean, he like does some amazing all the little stuff. stuff that he builds and everything. I mean, he, he's really, really talented. But, you know, when you couple all that and people walk into our shop and they're like, wait, you're going to charge me to tell me what's wrong with my car? 
well, hell yeah, I'm going to charge you. Yeah. Do you work for free? <laughs> yeah. And that's the deal. It, it, like I said, anybody can throw parts at it um, and do whatever it is, or if they think this is the issue, but that's where it goes into it. Not even alone, you know, these scan tool costs that we have um, mm-hmm. for everything. The real question is who's going to use those tools? Yeah. As you said, you know, talking about tenured technicians that have been around mm-hmm. years, probably doing this longer than we've been alive. They have to go to school every year, so now you have to send them to training to learn how to do it. They might yeah. be familiar, but all of the oddities, you know, in a brand new tool, how each one works, you know, where yeah. the, the bad areas make sure not to touch this are. And, and unfortunately, and it's not like handing a six-year-old an iPad. They don't already know how to work it yeah. miraculously. <laughs> you know, it takes it, experience. It, it really does. does. And then it's always funny to see the contrast because you've got our one technician who's a little bit younger and he's brilliant. And he loves going through every single recommended process and procedure for testing. And he does it by the book. And then you've got one of our more tenured technicians who sits right next to him and he'll look over and he'll just tell him the answer. Like (laughs) even before he starts and he'll be like, well, I'm going to go ahead through and verify. And he does. And he takes the time and he does verify it. And they usually come to the same conclusion. Yeah, not always. He's he's like, all right, you just need to check these three things, and here's your answer. You know, like versus you know going the different route. But that's part of it. That's that's how you you do make a good living as a technician by being able to beat the clock on a consistent basis. You know, it's no question. All you guys that have worked around the automotive industry probably know about hourly labor rates and this and that. And nowadays, everybody's gone to a variable labor rate, so all that's kind of out the window. But you still got to pay your guys for their time and for their experience. And not only that, for their tools, you know, there's a technician that has every single available tool already at his disposal that he's purchased is a much more valuable technician than somebody at the same capability level that has to borrow all your stuff or have you buy him a bunch of stuff just so he can get the job done. Yeah, there's a difference. And that's once again, where I say we're, you know, extremely fortunate at Almers that, you know, the owners help provide that Brian, you know, he makes sure that we have that. And that's, you know, crucial in our business is, you know, to stay up to date with everything. Yeah, it's amazing that we have the ability to program pretty much anything except for, uh, you know, some proprietary Volvo stuff. But that's just because it's a Volvo thing. We even have this idea, you know, at the the ADOS Center of Cincinnati, where they pretty much have all of, you know, the ADOS capabilities for every vehicle. And and they can even even reprogram the laser cruise on a Lamborghini Huracan. Yeah. Like they they wanted to. They're doing some some serious stuff. And it's a whole different world. You know, it wasn't just you had a basic mechanic set and you could Mm -hmm. do anything on a car and, you know, maybe some wire cutters. The good old days. The good old days. Now it's pretty much, you know, very much computerized. Oh, yeah. Um, In fact, we fixed, we had to fix um, a Honda with a software update. It was having a shuddering during acceleration and Honda was like, well, uh, mechanically it's fine. So let's update the software and that fixed the problem. Just change the shift times on the transmission problem. Well, the torque converter lockup is what it changed. Yeah. So, so it's just like updating your phone. You know, it's crazy. In terms of process, because, you know, we, we just explained I guess all the value and what we can provide as a reputable and capable repair shop. But in terms of the process that we have to go through, I mean, there are a lot of steps, you know, it's not like it's a quick five minute, you know, like Max says, quick and dirty diagnostic done. Yeah. I mean, we go through the process, we test each individual item after gaining access to the computer and downloading all the retrieved trouble codes. We research them, you know, and sometimes things are are a little bit more cut and dry. You know, sometimes codes are pretty self-explanatory and you can at least give a 75 to 90% guarantee that that's probably going to fix the problem. But really until you get there, you won't know if you have a, a bank one sensor two oxygen sensory circuit, no signal. You're like, Oh, needs an oxygen sensor. 
But you get down there and find out that it's actually a break in a wire that short circuited the sensor. So if you put a brand new sensor in, it's going to short out right away. Yeah. You know, it's the little things. Um, so each technician, uh, I mean, I would say most of it's remotely the same, um, but each technician's learned in their different ways. So some of them have different strategies to how to go about diagnostic, you know, doing their research or, or whatever their order is. Um, you know, I know like GM, I've, I've taken a lot of AC Delco classes and, and gone through the GM training that they used to train their technicians. I think they still do this day, but it was something a lot of the older guys, older technicians listening will know exactly what I'm talking about, but it's what they called strategy based diagnostics. Mm -hmm. So really it was kind of in short, the, the way they follow it. So, you know, it starts out with them understanding the, the areas of concern, you know, getting as much information from the customer when it's happening, what's happening, you know, what's going on with it. And then also understanding the normal operating conditions of the vehicle. So from there, they'll perform a diagnostic check, scan the entire vehicle, um, you know, see what the codes are, get, you know, codes out of every single system in the vehicle. Um, and then from there, kind of have an idea of where they're going, you know, where they're looking based on the codes and, and conditions, and then do a, a visual inspection um, for anything obvious, and then double check for, for TSPs and any kind of related documents, you know, say it's something that happens on every single one of these, mm -hmm. and there's, you know, a replacement part updated that needs to be replaced before any, you know, further diagnostics move. Um, and then from there, they just review the previous steps until the condition has been repaired. Um, and then if no documents have helped or any, they haven't really gotten anywhere, they need to develop a plan um, for diagnostics and, and based on their experience. So if it's something that's not normal, mm -hmm. run-of-the-mill stuff where you, okay, oxygen sensor, simple. Time to grab the multimeter. So now let's say, <laughs> you know, that oxygen sensor deal, they found the broken wire, fixed the broken wire, put the oxygen sensor in, and now it still doesn't work. What What's do we, wrong? yeah, how, how are we going to formulate like, a plan oh, wow. to go from Do we from have here? a missing signal from the PCM? Is the PCM, you know, terminal fried there? Is there corrosion on one of the connectors? And that could take hours and hours and hours. Yeah. And that's where you break into, you know, when, when somebody does call you and they, they authorize the initial, you know, time for the diagnostics, um, that's kind of a set time that a very experienced technician does it on a daily, you know, yep. on the daily is, is digging into this stuff. And he's um, not on Instagram during that clock then time. I mean, no, you know, he's working, they work just like, just like you and I do. They get, you know, want to get an answer and they make their money, you know, elsewhere where diagnostics is something more about pride, I would say, as a exactly. technician really it has. Totally <laughs> it's one of those things to say, you know, what I diagnosed this and I found the right answer. Um, but from there, you know, if they do get to a point where they've spent, you know, a few hours on the vehicle um, and they come into Wesley or the service advisor and say, hey, this is what I've got. This is where I'm at. This is where I think I need to go. You know, I need you to authorize more time, more time. so I can dig into this, so I can start yeah. tearing more apart and getting further. Usually people understand that. You know, I mean, you know, just like anybody else, you know, for instance, especially in the trades, because other trades do have different diagnostic processes that they have to walk through. But, you know, even like if you're in another avenue of business, mm -hmm. you know, like in the restaurant business, you know that you don't make a ton of money by cleaning your restaurant after everything closes down and before it opens up. Yeah, you're you know, paying. That, that doesn't actually pay the bills. But you know what it does? It gives you a good, um, I guess. Clean, you know, well, just. It, you know, it helps your reputation. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, for instance, these technicians, we know that if I hand it to him, He's going to find the right answer. I know that if I go into this 
um, into this establishment or this restaurant, I know it's going to be clean. I know I'm going to want to be there. You know what I mean? It, it, it's kind of a parallel to draw, I guess. It really is. And, you know, even with that, the, the best technicians I can say that because some guys have more experience in one area versus the other area. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know at our shop, it's pretty much it's what all of the guys do. They all talk with each other. So say if somebody's really dug into it, you know, like me, I'm a younger guy. So there's sometimes where I'm like, OK, this is a little over my head. I just want to make sure I've got everything correct here. So I'll go one of the, the tenured technicians walk through, okay, this is what I've checked. This is where I've gone. This is what I've done. And they might say, hey, you missed this little fine detail here. You totally went on a, a wild goose chase, you know, go back and, and start digging in yep. this direction. So it, we kind of have checks and balances, you know, as the younger guy, oh, obviously I need more, but yep. the older guys, even sometimes when they're stumped, they'll walk tunnel in and vision, say, hey, man. I that, have that's what no we call idea. It. You know, it is tunnel vision. You get Where's, fixated on one potential <laughs> yeah. problem and you're dead set that that will be your end all be all. And I mean, guys will just chase their tails over and over and over again, stuck on this one problem and totally overlook something else. And it happens. I mean, there's so many different parts on a car. It's easy to do. And it's, you know, that's where I, I, as a technician, I I try to really build, you know, some value in that is there's a lot of great technicians and there's a lot of people that can diagnose cars, but I really envy the ones that are just genius. Like I like to call them walking scan tools that they just, (laughs) it just is imprinted in their brain, how they go about things. And no matter what, they will find an answer. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, any machine, any electronic device, they can be diagnosed. A lot of people think that, oh, well, you know, there's just no finding out the answer to that. It's a mystery. That's not the case. That may be the case when you're talking about people because (laughs) nobody understands people. I don't even understand myself, but one thing that we can understand is what we have built with our own two hands. Yeah. So that meaning that being said, any machine can always be diagnosed. It's always up to the person that's diagnosing it and the tools they have at hand. It is the truth. And, you know, that's once again, I, I can't say how fortunate we are as a shop to, you know, have all of the tools and resources that we need. And as well as, you know, just some very smart, intelligent people to to make sure those things get done properly. Absolutely. Yep. So anyway, don't look down on your blue collar workers. Yeah. So just because, remember um, that. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, especially being in, in that business, um, I can tell you, it's not easy. We do have to continuously train and teach ourselves. We have to constantly be learning, mm-hmm. constantly be improving ourselves, or we will fall behind just like in anything else. It's the truth. And that's why, you know, I really wanted to to talk about this as a technician, not as a, a sales point, but you know, that that's what that money is. And for testing time, diagnostic time, whatever, you know, any shop calls it, but that's what I want people to, to understand. Cause I get asked that question all the time. You're like, why do I have to pay this money for them to yep. tell me what's wrong? And then I have to pay more money for them to fix it. And obviously for those technicians out there that are listening to us right now, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yep. So we're on your side. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, thanks so much for tuning into the car tech garage. This has been another really fun episode yes. and we'll uh, see you guys next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Almer's Auto Care in Cincinnati, Ohio, providing service beyond compare since 1936.